You'll do as you're told. Because if you don't, I'll be in charge of the beating next time. The longer I stay in here, the less chance I have of going back across the Nullarbor. And that suits me fine. You don't ever tell a screw anything about anything. I sentence you to six months' detention in Wentworth. Hi, and welcome to Cellblock H Podcast, B-Sides. I'm your host, Lars. On this B-Sides, I'm taking a deep dive into the movie referenced by B in episode 4, Five Branded Women. But before we get into this review, I'd like to take a few moments to mention a couple of things. Firstly, I want to welcome all my new listeners, especially from Ireland, Kenya, Mexico, the Philippines and Taiwan. Secondly, I just want to acknowledge the two people who took my poll that I put up like 4 or 5 months ago regarding on how you guys thought I should proceed with the format of the podcast. The first person said that I should make shorter episodes and thus hopefully release them more frequently. The other person thought that I shouldn't have such a scripted show and go for a more informal chat approach. The episodes will probably be shorter, but they still will be scripted. This is just easier for me to get an overview of what I'm talking about and not getting off topic so much. Though I can assure you that when I have a guest on, it will be more like a fireside chat and a lot more loosey-goosey. Lastly, I just want to say that this episode will most likely be recorded before episode 4, but released afterwards if the timeline of it all seems a bit off. And a small side note to this, I'm kidney stone free and I've also gotten the tube removed, so I'm all fine and dandy, I suppose you can say. So yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. Anyway, when I first watched episode 4, I really didn't pay much attention at all to the movie B was talking about. All I could think of was the German EBM band Tyskeludder. German whore in Norwegian. They came up with the name after seeing a documentary about Tysketöser, German girls, a derogatory name directed at those Norwegian and or Danish women who had romantic involvements with Nazis during the occupation years during World War II. Though I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of discussing Tyskeludder or the music genre EBM, but let's say I enjoy both a great deal. On my second viewing of the episode, I wrote down the name of the movie and started to look it up. And this is what it said in the synopsis on IMDb. Five Yugoslav women who consorted with the German occupiers, publicly humiliated and banished by the Yugoslav partisans, but take up arms to fend for themselves. I was intrigued. World War II movies is one of my favorite movie genres. But I hadn't heard of it before, and when looking down the list of actors, I didn't recognize any of the names. I tried looking for somewhere to stream it from. I found it on YouTube, but it had Spanish subtitles, and since my comprehension of Spanish doesn't get me very far, I had some issues watching it, since it was kind of distracting. I tried searching for it on other streaming services, or if I could just rent or buy it online, but no such luck. I first watched this on March 3rd, 2019, 
The movie starts off with a public execution in the town square and quickly goes to opening credits with some really good and suspenseful music. We get a subtitle over the screen telling us this takes place in 1943 in a town in Yugoslavia. As we see a Nazi soldier walk up to a girl cleaning a window to take a picture of her. Yuba doesn't want to be seen fraternizing with the soldier because if she does her brother won't see her anymore but she reluctantly lets him in. As we cut to a Nazi regiment we see Sergeant Paul Keller showing off photos of all the girls he slept with. The last girl he met is named Jovanka and they meet up in some park to snuggle when some partisans finds them and attacks Sergeant Keller. First I actually thought they killed him but oh no, we soon find out that they just made a statement of him by actually mutilating him. Either by cutting off his balls or cock, or both. Not sure what, but it makes for an effective, provocative and sure as hell shocking scene for being a movie from the 1960s. The partisans shows up at Jovanka's flat and cuts her hair off to punish her for fraternizing with the Germans. This is the only scene where we see the hair is cut off by scissors and not shaved off, as B says in episode 4. The branded women is kicked out of town and we follow them as they struggle to survive by stealing food, robbing dead Nazis of clothes and weapons. And there's a couple of scenes in this movie which bothers me. And it's mostly the action scenes where people are shooting and not really aiming. There's a lot of spray and pray and that's fine if you have a Schmeisser or a Thompson. But you at least want to try and aim at your targets and not just shoot from your hip. As one of the women do when the two German soldiers try to rape the two of them. As they chase around a skinny ass lamb they come across two men hanging in a barn. Not knowing which side is responsible for it. But it's probably the Germans as we see them loading up all the farm animals onto the trucks and drive away. One of the women decides to take action and starts running down the hill to attack the Germans. This happens to be the same convoy the Partisans intends to attack but a bit further up the road. But as they see the women take on the Nazis themselves they decide to help. One of the women takes a German officer prisoner and they all go to the Partisan camp out in the woods. It is decided amongst the Partisan that they will allow the women into the group. They only have one rule, no fraternizing between the sexes. This is because they had an incident in another group where two people were having sex during a guard shift and some of the Germans snuck into the camp and slaughtered almost everyone in it. Only three survived. So yeah. Of course this happens once more, though they luckily kill the small German squad and our two lovers wakes up during all the commotion. They are both arrested and a trial is held against them. They have clearly gone against the only rule they have and this time no one died but they failed the guard duty. One of the women stands up and tries to defend their actions by saying that this only happens because love is forbidden and they couldn't be open with it. Killing them will only waste two good fighting soldiers and it will change nothing. They put it to a vote and it's a resounding win for those who wants to see them executed. The only people opposing the verdict is the rest of the women. It's decided that they are to be executed. An execution squad is chosen and amongst them are the two women as to set an example towards the women. 
also to honor their democratic voting, showing that no matter what your opinion are, everyone is affected by the decision. Dancia asks to be blindfolded and Branco tries to fire up the women in the execution squad to get them to do the duty and kill him. This is a great scene from start to finish. It really makes you think and question what you would have done in their situation. Was it right to kill them? Sure, they didn't obey the law, but then again, is that law so bloody great? I, for one, is against a death penalty, if it's not like for crimes against humanity. Then again, this is in wartime, and I sure as hell don't disapprove those in the resistance who liquidated Nazis. But I also see the other side of this. Sure, if they hadn't had the law about not sleeping with people in the group, maybe they would have been open with their relationship and probably not been on the same guard duty at the same time. Plus, it's kind of wasteful to kill two of the soldiers when they are clearly in the minority in this war. And also, they did nothing, nothing malicious. I'm torn, but man does it ever get you to think and question things. I was actually surprised over how brutal this movie is, and I fucking love it. 20 minutes into the movie, I thought this was going to be more of a romantic war movie, but boy was I ever wrong. As we go into the last part of the movie, the partisan is making a last attack against the Germans in the town. And all I can say is, those are some lousy ass guards checking the people participating in the festivals. They don't check any of the women, and when they pat down the men, they make the TSA look like fucking pros. The big showdown in the town is actually quite boring, and one of the weaker parts of the movie. They could have made it so that the Germans came into the camp, thus having a smaller showdown in the woods, or something like that. Anywho, before we get to the whole fleeing part, the German prisoner is left with two of the women, and one of them is two weeks away from giving birth. Sure, he's been a model prisoner so far, but he's still a Nazi and a prisoner of war. You just can't trust him willy-nilly. So when he gets the opportunity, he escapes. And as soon as Yuba discovers this, she runs after him, begging him to stop, but is forced to shoot him down. Yet again, we see that you have to make hard decisions in wartime, and it's not rosy at all. A couple of questions. First of all, do you really have time to bury your comrade? You just attacked the Germans, and they are hunting you, and you're wasting valuable time by burying a dead guy. Secondly, aren't you all a bit exposed there on the mountaintop? If the Germans isn't far behind, couldn't they just call in some air support and blast you all to hell? I have to say it ends kinda nice. The two of them stay behind to fight off the Germans, so that the rest of the party can get over the top and presumably get away. It doesn't end in a big last firefight, and it doesn't end all lovey-dovey either. It just kind of ends. You know that they sacrificed their lives for the greater good. I've gave this a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. I mean, it had its flaws, but it did surprise me, and it's actually quite a good World War II movie. Now for some trivia. As I said in the start of the episode, I didn't recognize any of the actors' names, but when I went and looked, I actually knew quite a few of them, and had seen them in a couple of things. And you have to forgive me if I butchered any of the actors' names. I'll do my best to pronounce their names, but remember, my native tongue is Swedish. 
We can start off with Vera Miles, who actually had her sh hair shaved off for this movie, as you can see in a promotion video that I will link to in the show notes. And as always, all the reference references will be in the show notes. Because of this, she had to wear a wig when she was playing Lila Crane in Psycho. A great movie, by the way. And she reprises her role as Lila in Psycho 2. Romulo Valli, who played Mirko in the movie, is also in the spaghetti western A Fistful of Dynamites. And it's also called Ducky Sucker as Dr. Villega. This is, of course, a great movie directed by the one and only Sergio Leone. With the music by Ennio Morricone. Harry Quardino, who played Branco, also starred in two of the Dirty Harry movies, Dirty Harry and The Enforcer, as Al Bressler. He also plays Sergeant Larkin in Hell is for Heroes. Maria, who is played by Barbara Bel Geddes, is also in one of the Hitchcock movies, namely Vertigo, where she plays Midge Wood. She also plays Miss Ellie Ewing Farlow in the TV series Dallas. Jeanne Moreau, who plays Yuba in the movies, also has a role in the great French movie Nikita, directed by Luc Besson. Last up we have Silvana Mangano, who plays Jovanka. She also plays Reverend Mother Romalo in the great David Lynch movie, June. This is all I've got for you this time. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. And if you want to contact me regarding anything about the show, please do so by tweeting at me at cellpodcast, emailing me at cellblockagepodcast at gmail.com or contact me on Facebook at cellblockagepodcast. I also have a YouTube channel, Cellblockage Podcast, where I upload video updates regarding this podcast. Thanks again for listening, let's cue the outro and get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm.